Welcome back to Supporting Local with Karis. I'm Karis Saunders and today we're chatting to Ingrid from the Mallow Makers. Ingrid makes the most beautiful hand-cut marshmallows and s'mores kits, so it's perfect to send a squishy hug in the post. We spoke about how she started in the lockdown, how she can feel self-conscious of her success, and also some future flavor infusions, and they sound incredible. Now, do go over to have a little nosy at the Mallow Makers. Their Instagram and website are in the description, as well as all info for this podcast and our other guests. And let's go chat to Ingrid. My name is Ingrid and originally it was me and my friend Lisa who started the Mallow Makers. That was way back in October 2020, so right in the middle of lockdown. <laughs> and we just were fed up and we just thought, like, here's a great opportunity, let's do this. We'd worked together for on and off 10 years. Wow. Yeah, we're both kind of, we've both got like a creative background, creative commercial. She's um, retail design, brand design, I'm graphics and illustration and both worked in retail so we had a good uh, background knowledge of I suppose the way things should look the way things should be and also how to cater for your audience to know your customer Um, but I don't think any of us really knew um, what that lockdown was going to bring it was a bit of a a big tidal wave of yeah everybody wanted marshmallows which was great so it's just what you said there well Lisa kind of was from like retail and you're more like graphics before so How did you kind of transition into marshmallows? Like, where did the big idea come from? It wasn't planned. Okay. In any sense, um, at the start of 2020, I had actually lost my job. I'd been oh, made redundant. Sorry. No, that's okay. I can say, looking back, that's okay. But yeah. it was really crap. And um, I took a wee break just to get my head sorted. And I was going into um, interviews and trying to get my CV and everything organized. And then COVID struck. Then I was really just twiddling my thumbs like everyone else. To be honest, it was a really tough time because I sucked at homeschooling and I just felt really, really low actually. But the thing I did to help myself was start creating again. So um, I really love drawing and art. So that's what I did just to help myself get out of the funk. And it was nice to feel that I could do something again. But through that, I started to post some stuff online. I've got a separate account, my already Ingrid account, where I show all my artwork and illustrations. So I was getting a good response from that, but wanted a wee bit of help and um, be a bit more visible, be a bit more social media savvy. Um, yeah. So I got a business coach, Mel Wiggins. It was a month long kind of kick up the bum, but the thing that was focused on was how to be authentically you whenever you show up online. So as part of that process, um, one of the challenges was, right, you need to do a post. That's five things people don't know about you. And one of the five things I wrote was, uh, I make the world's best marshmallows, <laughs> right? So that's nothing to do with art, nothing to do with what I have been posting about. But of course, it's the one that everyone wanted to know about. So I was doing the course with, um, they started to get um, samples sent to them in the post. And I just started doing me reels and stories and there was just a real um, interest in it. And I think it was just something at the time, everyone was so fed up with lockdown and mm-hmm. letterbox treats businesses kind of on the up because um, people were just craving a way to say, to show people that they cared about them. That's when Lisa came in because she was um, like, Ingrid, I can't stop thinking about marshmallows. I can't <laughs> stop thinking about all the possibilities and 
we just got our heads together and we got really excited and we said, right, let's take a week's break because I think she was going on holiday. Let's take a break. And then if we still think it's a good idea, we'll come back to it. So we left it a couple of days, couldn't leave it any longer. And then we're chatting again about marshmallows. So we're like, yes, okay, we've got to do something here. And that was probably about August, August, September time. And then we started in October. Amazing. So it only took like a few months to get going. And since then, like I can't believe you only started like a year and a half ago because all I see everywhere is the Malamakers, the Malamakers. Like I honestly thought you'd been going for years and years. No, um, I guess I feel a wee bit self-conscious about that because there are a lot of businesses, local businesses that I respect and really admire and they've been grafting for a long time. And they've got, you know, their customer base and word of mouth and, you know, all that good stuff, all the local connections. And then here's a wee business that just rocked up during lockdown. And um, I feel very lucky. I also feel very kind of like the stars aligned in a way because we had the skill set between us. We knew what each other was good at and we kind of knew how to hit the ground running. So I've got to give us credit for that too. But obviously, yeah, there's a lot of businesses out there doing it for a lot longer. And we were <laughs> pitching ourselves like we couldn't really believe it ourselves at the first first few months. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely deserve all this success. So I understand, you know, you feel self-conscious, but try not to because you definitely deserve it. There's loads of people that say like start their business and they boom or they work. And as you say, like slowly graft for years, but no, everybody's great, mm-hmm. but no, you, like you definitely deserve it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so obviously you come out with a lot of new flavours and they all sound more delicious than the last. So what's your mm-hmm. kind of process for coming up with new products? It's the biggest gift because I see it, and maybe it's my background, I see it as I've got this blank canvas. So I've mm-hmm. got this recipe for vanilla marshmallow and it's so fluffy and it's by itself it is really delicious texture everything Mm -hmm. but you add whatever you want to that and make it you know you can just layer on flavors textures literally layers so um for easter last year we did a, a stripy pink and white one the ideas really are endless but equally You've got to know what your customers are looking for too. So the odd time I will put a poll out, right, what flavors are you wanting now? And then you can always guarantee you've got Terry's chocolate orange, um, Malteser. <laughs> and I know in the past I've tried, well, what about lemon and coconut? Or what about Earl Grey? Or what about, you know, all these mm-hmm. fancy ones. But people love their chocolate fixes and I totally get that. So I will always want to do that. But this morning, for example, I'll let you into a, a wee secret. I was trying an infusion out. So I am not scientific at all, right? But there is a beautifully simple science to it all because you've got the gelatin, the bloom stage, Mm -hmm. and you've got the stage where you're whipping it all up into the beautiful fluff. And then you've got the end where you can add in flavors, additions, and all the chocolate inclusions. This morning, I was using like a cocktail mix from, okay. I don't know if you've heard, there's a girl, Nula, who owns Sip Switch, and it was kaffir lime leaves. What else did she have in there? Juniper berries and uh, grapefruit. She dries all of this and just seals in the flavors. So I was infusing that in the syrup this morning to see what would happen. Wow. So I love that side of it too. And I know that would probably work as a really limited small edition, mm-hmm. but you've still got to cater for 
oh, we just want chocolate, <laughs> you know. But I love that variety. I love the way that you start off with this one very basic foolproof recipe and then you can go off in loads of different directions. Do you know what your favourite flavour would be out of everything? Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, it's a no-brainer. Kinder Bueno Ooh, is my all-time favourite. There's something about the texture of that crunch and it does soften. It does soften in the mallow over time. But you still get that creamy, you know, that creamy hazelnutty mm-hmm. bit in the middle. I'm really wanting one now, actually. <laughs> but whenever you mix it into the fluff, the fluff still really warms. Everything melts and it Ooh. just gets all rippled in. And then as it sets, um, you get some of the texture back. So, yeah, that's a pretty special one. I know you can't mm-hmm. be a good Kinder Bueno. So do you remember what the first flavour was that you started? Because I assume you just started with vanilla, but kind of your first variation of it gosh I can't remember oh yes actually there's an easy way to tell because what I used to do was illustrate um the flavors on the grid so like way 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 back whenever we started it was probably Lisa that pushed for this more than me because I was more shy about my artwork but she was like look it's such a big part of the brand that you always show the illustrations I've done the branding and the logo but I also do all the illustrations of the the gift cards and stuff Mm -hmm. I'm just going back here Instagram to see what the very first posts were. Let me see. Because we would have done flavour drops. Yeah. Yeah, I did want to check with you if it was you that did all the illustrations because they are incredible. And whenever I see them, I'm like, oh, here we go. Do you know, here's another one I need to buy. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's part of the method. So if you see one of the earliest ones was raspberry ruffle or white chocolate. So I illustrated both of those and then that would have been the flavours for that week. Or the next one was Reese's Peanut Butter or After It. Ooh, and then after the week after it is is really tasty. But you see, depending on what you put in them, um, they can go really oozy and really wet. Ooh. And some people love that, you know, whenever they set them, whenever you leave them for a week in the packet, they can start to puddle a wee bit, <laughs> which, you know, isn't for everybody. But Raspberry Ruffle is still one of the favourites that people always ask for, but it does get quite easy. I've done Galaxy, Dime Bar. Someone asked today actually for a Dime Bar. Must get the thinking cap on for more flavours. And you get the planning all going for Easter and everything. Yeah, so Easter I've got sorted. So the stage I'm at at the moment is uh, I need to launch this Friday coming because there's only like two and a half weeks before Easter. Something crazy. So it's all about the mini eggs and I've been doing teasers and making videos and I've got you know I've got the cake from doing a cake kit this time but I need to do those the money shots as you call them you know I need to get the proper shit done for the for the grid and for the website so that's next on the agenda if not today yes well this episode is actually coming out this Friday so hopefully whenever this comes out people will be able to buy Mm -hmm. them okay me first thing whenever I wake up Yeah, so it's been fun. Actually, last Easter, we did a cake. I definitely couldn't eat a whole cake of marshmallow, but a lot of people are quite excited about this. So it's a cake, a six inch cake, and it's about three inches deep. And it's pure marshmallow with many eggs crushed through it, melted oh, wow. through it. And on top. So that's going to be the cake kit. And then we'll have the jumbo egg toasting kit and then we will have letterbox flavors as well called letterbox because they're they're really slim they're like the size of a postcard and about the depth i think it's about two centimeters deep 
So they just slide on through your letterbox and that keeps the postage down as well. That's what you want. So talk to me about your toasting kits because they look incredible. And like literally anytime you go and buy one or try to buy one, you know, like everything is sold out on the website. So tell me kind of how, how they came about really. The toasting kits were actually Lisa's idea. We started thinking that the letterbox mallows would be the, what people would want to buy for each other mm-hmm. because, you know, you can't see your friends. This was mid-lockdown, obviously. Yeah. So you're wanting to send deliciously squishy hugs um, in the post to yourselves and those you love, you know, because you can't be with them. Then Lisa had this idea of a toasting kit. So that includes the little gel burner. And we're not big on s'mores over here, but s'mores are basically you've got a biscuit base chocolate then you've got a toasted marshmallow on top of that and a biscuit on top of that and what you do is you smush it all down so it's all running into itself and down your fingers and then you just chomp down on that and that's a s'more this is what we were going to create with our toasting kits and these turned out to be what people wanted to buy for friends rather than the letterbox which you know we weren't expecting but most of the time you'll find that people are buying the letterbox mallows, you know, the small ones for themselves. That's just a wee treat for self, yeah. which is brilliant as well. <laughs> the kits are more for um, activity to do with family mm-hmm. or, you know, if a couple just got married or there's loads of different occasions where it's an inexpensive way to just have a bit of fun, something really tasty. And yeah, it's just a lovely activity. Something to remember. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so what would an average day look like for you now then, Ingrid? You know what? Every day is different, obviously. Whenever you have a small business and you're wearing all the hats, you have to be quite disciplined. And the hardest thing is actually switching off. I'm sure. Taking a day off. Yeah, having the discipline to take a day off and decide, you know, I'm going to have family time now or I'm not going to look at my phone. But today, for example... My son's eight and he was off to school and then I came home and I had to do some orders which were going out today. So I had to get those put together, labelled, posted and all that. And I had to do some invoices, uh, some repeat orders, which I had to do. And then that's when I wanted to get in the kitchen and do the infusion experiment because this has been on my list to do for weeks now. And then I wanted to make some mallows for next week's letterbox as, as well. And then the plan was to do a bit of a photo shoot. So I've got all my lovely books. I've got Fit Waffles' new baking book and I've got a Tanya Burr book. So the way I get inspiration for the photo shoots is to just look at other beautiful photos and try and see, yeah, for for my stuff. So that's the bit I really enjoy. That's when I can get to brainstorm and be a bit creative. Invoicing, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) What would be your proudest achievement that you've done so far? I guess whenever Lisa said that she was to leave the Mellow Makers, it was a totally natural progression for us because she works full time and it was just too much, as you can imagine. But equally, I was feeling all the fears then of, oh, I'm going to have to do all the stuff she does now Mm -hmm. because I love the brand we've created. I really love the Mellow Makers. I love what we stand for, what we create. I love the image. I love the action marshmallows themselves and the way we help people connect with each other. Hmm. But it was just so intimidating to have to take on all the stuff that she was doing as well. And I just was really panicking that I would mess it up or I'd be overwhelmed or I just couldn't find my own tone of voice on mm-hmm. social media. The thing that really scared me was actually um, answering emails and, you know, all the admin stuff. Yeah. 
just doesn't come naturally to me. So her last day was end of December, clean break January. And I was gentle on myself to begin with. I was like, well, I don't have to bolt out of here at 100 miles an hour. So, yeah. And yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm really proud of myself that I didn't just run and hide because that would be my default, I guess. Stick my head in the sand, mm-hmm. maybe. I'm really proud of myself. I'm probably chuffed that I've got skills that I didn't know I had and they're growing just because I have to. You know, it's a big stretch. It's really uncomfortable. And I'm blundering my way through some days, but equally there have been some days when it's like, yeah, that was really great and go me. <laughs> no, you absolutely should be proud of yourself. I know it must have been so scary and so sad as well whenever Lisa did leave, but it's amazing that you took it all upon yourself and now like you're doing everything all on your own. Yeah, well, my husband would argue that he is Mr. Spreadsheet and you see without that, I would be absolutely lost. <laughs> I have to give him the credit there, but I do know my limits. (laughs) Yeah, I've used help for certain things. I would like to use um, help for other things as well, but I'm just figuring it out as I go along. Yeah. So do you have any idea where you would like to be in the future? Do you know like five years time? Like, do you think you'd want to open it up and maybe have more staff and we have like your own shop or your own kind of like a bigger kitchen? Do you have any idea what you'd like to do? Five years seems a long time away, but I guess it's not. (laughs) One thing we didn't do initially, but I'm doing more of now, is uh, more markets. Okay. So I did another market at the weekend there with the Anagogies girls. Mm -hmm. I love meeting customers and I love seeing their reaction because what I'll do is I'll say, you know, have have you tried my marshmallows before? And they'll say no. And then I give them a wee tiny bit and they're like, oh my goodness. You know, so I love... (laughs) I love meeting people and meeting customers and I love making them fresh s'mores and just seeing their faces mm-hmm. when they're like, oh my goodness, this is what marshmallow is supposed to take like, taste like. <laughs> I would love a wee cart. I would love a wee, you know, like a wee retro s'mores cart that I could trundle out places and give people beautiful s'mores. I would love to do more experimentations and more collaborations mm-hmm. and there's so much potential in flavors and then if that was to grow so that I could employ more people and that I could I guess step back from the production side a bit more and go fully into what I love which is the design and illustration and visually telling the story of the mallows you know there's the flavors and there's the the eating but I love the the other storytelling where my first love is the, the art of course yeah it's so lovely to kind of tie it in together do you think if you did get a little cart or anything you would ever go for like weddings do you know for like drinks receptions and suppose you could even do like wedding favors and things I don't know if you do like wee little marshmallows but yeah you could get like your wee cart and do weddings like that would be so cool a wee s'mores cart of your big day yeah no totally I've done some wedding favors I've been asked to look into like a s'mores bar for a wedding and different things like that and yeah that does really appeal to me because I could really work with you know the way a bride has this dream in their in their mind colors and flavors and you know everything could be tied in yeah so that's a really really lovely idea coming back to this tool it's so flexible you've got a basic vanilla recipe and then it can go in any direction and we've done quite a lot of corporate orders where we tweak the kit um, to suit 
what that corporate um, business wants. And because I've got the artwork side, then I can incorporate yeah. their, their location, whatever they want. So I'm set up here for, for much bigger things, but I'm only one person. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> and I, I love the brainstorming stage. And that's what Lisa and I used to do that together. We loved that stage where we were just blasting out ideas together. I guess that's really what I miss, having a business partner mm-hmm. to do. But equally, there's still so much I could do. I just need to um, take it a step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Just to finish up, Ingrid, what would be your favourite local business if you can pick one? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> I really respect all the girls, all the mums out there mm-hmm. who are doing business on the side of mumming, working, you know, whatever else they're looking after, elderly parents, whatever. I think we do incredible things whenever we um, are given the space and, you know, we have a bit of breathing room. I think I love what is it soy candles um, so soy is it yes so soy i think her branding is absolutely stunning isn't it um i have ordered three of her melts just so i could smell the different ones i have it lit most every day um, i just love that it's just really relaxing i think the girls at una cookies barbara ann and riss they're so great they're so agile and they're very generous in what they share with you as well as a young business too mm-hmm. so i really appreciate what, everything they do oh there's so many i love um so jenny watson has um the witchery bakehouse and she's based in malisle mm-hmm. um she does treat box monthly treat boxes on a theme and you see the creativity that goes behind them every single flavor has been chosen in that so she'll have fudge which has a certain theme and she'll have a brownie which is a different theme and biscuits and everything ties together like I think this month she's doing Harry Potter previous month she did a self-care it's just so so clever yeah um so do you think you would ever want to do like a little collaboration like with Jenny or with the girls over at Una Cookies or anything well, I have done actually. The Una girls, um, we got our heads together and came up with cookie pie. Um, so oh, basically, yes. they, yeah, they're really class. So the base is a cookie. It's about six inches wide. It's about an inch deep and it is pure cookie dough with a molten chocolate center. So the idea is you put that in the oven, get it all warm and oozy. And then, so I make a marshmallow topper. That is the size, the same size as the cookie base. Mm-hmm. And that goes on top. And when you put that under the grill, you've got like this giant cookie s'more thing that you can slice and devour. That was the collaboration with Una Cookies. And I was actually asking them if they fancy doing it again. So I think we'll do that again. So. Hopefully you do, because it sounds absolutely incredible. So Ingrid, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast today. It was so, so lovely to chat to you. And I can't wait to see all your bits for Easter. Thank you. Yes, I must get back to work here. That's um, <laughs> lovely chatting to you. Thank you for asking. No problem at all. Isn't she so sweet? I honestly can't believe how open and honest she got with me. And it was so lovely to chat to Ingrid today. And if you want to go and have a little newsy at her Easter collection, it comes out today. Whenever you listen to this, you can go and buy it. So make sure to go and head over before I buy it all. All links as usual are in the description and if you enjoyed this episode do go over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, leave us a little rating and review, that would mean the world to me and I'll see you next week with a brand new episode.